Hello, lads and ladies. Um, I just want to share a, a quick story with you about supplement marketing, which is my speciality, um, and a couple of historic cases um, where in, in 2015, the FTC fined a supplements company $9 million for deceptive weight loss claims. 2017, they charged three supplement marketers for false and misleading claims. They also ran deceptive radio ads and made a risk-free guarantee, which didn't disclose the, the requirements for obtaining refunds, which turned out to be quite burdensome. Um, these are just two examples of many um, FTC cases against health product and supplement marketers. Um, and I think that's probably because um, supplements don't need FDA approval. So um, it's almost a blessing and a curse, where on one hand, Low, lower barrier to entry for selling um, natural um, health solutions and supplements than there is to selling FDA approved drugs um, and pharmaceuticals um, which means of course that consumers like you and I get um, are able to access natural solutions uh, more readily um, on the other hand it opens the door to, to cowboys to to take advantage and make a lot of money, um, some of whom aren't in it for the best interests of consumers um, and people's health, they just want to make a quick buck. Um, so basically they th my interpretation is that this means the FTC are really hot on the heels of supplement companies, um, and which is good because they're there to protect consumers. Um, it also means that if you're a supplement marketer, whether you own a supplement company, um, whether you're an internal marketing person in a supplement company, or you're consulting or um, working with um, supplement companies on their marketing in one um, whatever capacity, just means that you need to be careful. Um, so, you know, there's there's lots of things to consider in this regard. Um, I can't cover them all in a short video. You probably don't want me to because I'll bore you to death. Um, but my point is, it's it's easy to find yourself on the wrong side of on the wrong side of the law as a supplement marketer, um, and this does apply to you even if you're not, even if you don't have a stake in the company itself in terms of um, being an employee or a director or a, a shareholder. Because in the eyes of the FTC, everybody who's involved in producing um, supplement advertising, or advertising in general in fact, is equally responsible. Um, so, getting to the point, um, I thought I'd, I'd give you a list of words that are an absolute no-no in supplement advertising, which most, most marketers don't know. Um, the big, um, big kind of supplement um, direct marketers all know about it, obviously. Um, lots of um, smaller supplement marketers that are savvy and on the FTC guidelines do know as well. Um, but in case you don't, this is a really easy way to keep yourself out of hot water. Um, so yes, here's that list of words and phrases um, that you should never use in supplement advertising. I'll explain why in a moment. So number one, Alzheimer's disease. And there's arthritis cancer, chronic fatigue syndrome, diabetes, heart attack, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoporosis, 
stroke, to name just a few. Why? Because if you use those words, then it's almost, it's very likely that you're misleading um, consumers in terms of what your products can do for them, how it can, how it can benefit them. Um, there's very few natural products that can cure Alzheimer's disease, for example. Um, there's certainly natural health products and supplements that can benefit people with Alzheimer's disease. But if you outright use the words that I just listed and, and others, then it can, it can be implied in the consumer's mind that you're helping them to cure it um, and or that they should stop taking pharmaceuticals, which obviously is a very bad thing to be um, recommending deliberately or not. So avoiding those words is a good start. Um, every supplement company should have its own legal team for advertising compliance anyway. Um, if you're a copywriter, then I'd recommend that you don't work with companies who don't have that in place or have legal advice of some sort. Um, and at the very least, to include a clause in your contract which says something like that you'll make every effort to stay compliant um, but can't be held legally responsible for the promotion. Um, because as I said, in the eyes of the FTC, everybody involved in the process is equally responsible. So you are liable, as a, even as a freelance external copywriter, if you um, make misleading claims, claims in an, a client's ad. Um, so, um, all in all, um, kind of only scratching the surface. Um, I think it's probably obvious why it's important to be on top of this as a supplement marketer, particularly as a company owner. Um, or the owner of a, a supplement company, um, or somebody who sells supplements, um, and also as a copywriter, if you're involved in, in supplement advertising. Um, even though you're not, even though I'm advising you engineer a situation where you're not legally responsible, um, it's almost irrelevant because if you don't know about how to stay on the right side of the FTC, then you're a liability to your client. Um, and on the flip side of that, if you've got a deep understanding of FTC and FDA requirements, you can be a really strong ally, ally for your clients. So I thoroughly recommend that you um, you read up and, and, and get clear on your your role and responsibilities in that regard. Um, my new book talks about this a little um, and gives you some links to other resources to go deeper on it, including specific FTC guidelines. Um, you, the paperback versions on Amazon um, $14.97 um, or you can get a free copy by joining my email newsletter um, at callumbirch.com which is C-A-L-L-U-M-B-I-R-C-H.com um, Either way, I hope this was helpful um, and I will see you next time.